This here is Talking Sports with Way and Crony. On Talking Sports with Way and Crony, we discuss the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, and everything else across sports media. We discuss yes, firings, hirings, free agency, and anything else you can think about. Every now and then, we might cover a sport that we never really cover like that. When the XFL comes back, we're back you, on it. We're back on the we're XFL like we it. never motherfucking loved. And we'll <laughs> also be talking about MMA from time to time. Just depending yes, on how exciting things again get. But you are about to listen to Talking Sports with Way and Crony. Please enjoy and peace out. Yo, what it do? Yo, we are back here on Talking Sports with Way and Crony, the best sports podcast, not only in the U.S., not only in the state of Indiana, but in the entire fucking world, not even just in the world, in the entire goddamn universe. If you're hearing us from the earth, wait, wait, all wait, the way over world, there, world, all the way out world, there, millions of light years away in Pluto, this is Talking <laughs> Sports with Way and, and Crony. And we actually have a new <laughs> member of Talking Sports. We should, should, we should have made that a surprise. It did. Again, <laughs> like y'all, y'all, y'all will know who this is. You have heard his voice before. Um, again, I'm not going to let y'all know who it is. We are going to let it be a surprise because when this episode comes up, you will know. It will yes. no longer be Talking Sports with Wayne Crony. It will be Talking Sports with Wayne Crony and somebody else. So we definitely have some, some surprises coming for you all. Some more fire. Some more fucking fire. But as we normally do, as we normally do, we're going to do on this episode, we're going to talk about some storylines, some headlines. We're going to go ahead and get into this NFL playoffs. Um, let you all know how the season ended, the standings. Then uh, the division is coming up. The divisional round is coming up. So we're going to let you all know how the wild card round went as well. But first off, Mr. Cronin, let the people know how you're doing today. What's going on, sir? Well, I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? Uh I woke up this morning. I think I said that every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I woke up today. You know what I mean? Just oh, working, a... taking care of the kid. You know, same old shit with me. Keeping up with the sports, man. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And again, with me, everything's been going good. Me and Mr. Crony work together now. Yes, uh, So, you know, that, that's definitely fun. But we also been working together for quite a while. Uh, ever since I met him back in 2016, we pretty much been working together. Then we started doing a podcast together. And, yeah, we, we've been working together for, for a yeah, while. What you say the other day? Blood don't get no thicker. Yeah, but, again, blood couldn't make us no closer, bro. Blood could not make us no closer. We have done over... 35 hours of content. So, Crony, you're officially, like, in the game. You've done over 35 hours of content, sir. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Yeah, I got to show my face more on this podcast. How do, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you um, feel? Like, being, being this in the game. Like, you've almost done, like, a complete full 365 days of podcasting. How do you feel? Hungry. That's the only way I can put it. Hungry. See, keep it pushing. See, I see, I see. So, as we normally do, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to start off with these NFL standings this week. I'm going to go ahead and actually let Mr. Crony start you all off. Oh, no. We're doing the wild card. We're starting with the AFC, sir. We're going to let them know how the league standings ended. Starting with the AFC, going to the NFC. Let them know who made. Then we'll go from there. So AFC standards. 
Well, as of now, <clears throat> how the season ended? The AFC, the AFC stands is how it ended. Oh, okay. Well, AFC East. First, we have the Bills. Of course, they're doing damage. Second, we have the Dolphins, surprisingly. And fourth, we had the pa- the Pats. <clears throat> I could just laugh at that one. And last, we have the Jets. That is the AFC East. Uh, I just want to ask you, though, how do you feel about the Bills this year running the AFC East? The Bills this year running the AFC East, I... <clears throat> I'm not surprised, and the reason why I'm not surprised um, is because A, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are no longer together. The Pats have been on somewhat of a decline, I guess, the past couple of seasons. Um, they, they, they've been kind of winding down, so with Tom not being in the AFC East, we all knew that it was going to be wide open. Yeah, but did you think it was going to be like it is? Like, the Dolphins got 10 wins this year. Um, I The Dolphins definitely surprised me. Um, how bad the Jets were doesn't surprise me. The the Pats ending with a record under 500 surprises me. But, no, the Bills were all were, like, already almost there. Like, I think they ended last year, like, 11-5 and five or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that, like, I, you, you knew the Bills were coming. You knew the Bills were coming. Like they and I think they got a couple of wins over the Pats to put to the 13 and 3 this year. So you get what I mean? Like you you knew the you knew the Bills were were definitely coming. So I, it does it doesn't hugely surprise me, but it's if the Pats not winning the fucking AFC East, that's definitely surprising. That's like, not surprising to me. The only the biggest surprise for me is just the um the fact that the Dolphins had a winning season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was surprising for me. Like you said, we both are, well, we all already knew the Bills were going to win the East. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I thought the Pats would at least be right under them. I get you. Um, so going on to the AFC West, I'm going to take this one. Uh, so the Chiefs ended 14-2. and two. The Raiders ended 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> The Chargers start ended 7-9. and nine. And the Broncos ended five and eleven. Any any of these 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 records surprise you, or did you kind of see it all playing out like um, this? I kind of see it playing out like that. Because first of all, I didn't see the Raiders doing anything. That's just me, man. Uh, Gruden, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to a quarterback, he seems like he got a lot of knowledge, but he just can't put that knowledge on the field. If that makes sense, it just for some reason it just don't work out for him. I don't know if it's just picking his personnel or what but just him on the field just don't work for him with the Raiders and I, I don't think it's going to work at all like he's he well, how many years he got left on his contract like what I think two? Yeah, yeah I think he got like two more he gonna he more likely to make it those two but after that I don't you don't see him coming back nah Okay, and then again with the Chargers, they had a rookie QB. The Broncos had like a, a second year QB or some shit like that. So like you kind of, you kind of expected where those two teams are going to end up. Good gas here on talking sports with Wayne Crony. Good gas. Good gas. Um, the AFC North. The Steelers, after starting out eleven and zero, ended the season twelve and four. The Ravens. Uh, ended the season eleven and five, and the Browns ended the season eleven and five, and the Bengals ended the season four eleven and one. And here's my thing with the AFC North: 
the Steelers all year have been looking like um what's the what's the the phrase that I want to use here? They've been looking the Steelers have been looking like a shatterable team all year. Let's keep it real. They've been looking like themselves for the past three years. Again, the they team. had no running game, and that's what they they thrive on is a running game. That's they ain't got it's, it. It's the Steelers, man. The Steelers are known for defense and running. Um, and you know, for having like again, good QBs like Big Ben's no slouch, and neither was Terry Bradshaw. But this year he was. This year he was. Uh, but yeah, again, the Steelers all year, even with an eleven and zero record, have been looking like they've been looking like I said, they've been looking shattered. Like they've been looking like glass. Like they can they can cut you, but at the same time, you can break them real easy. And, and, and a few teams have have definitely shown that. I know I do this a lot, but at the beginning of the season, I said, when everybody was talking about these Steelers, and I said, who did they really play? Yeah, and we, and we went I through it. We went through their record, and we saw that they really hadn't played. They didn't have a tough schedule. I can give them, I, I will give them a benefit of the doubt because this they, was Rostenberger first year back from and elbow they, surgery. And they also had some defensive pieces missing. You know what I'm saying? So they next had quite year, a few defensive pieces. He never really been a quarterback who be on his shit like that on the offseason. Everybody knows this. Big Ben parties. So, but I still will give him benefit of the doubt because of that injury and uh, that surgery. So next year, he might come back bigger and better. Got you, got you. The Browns surprised me this season with an 11-5 record. Um, they, they, they definitely they could. Definitely surprised me again. I, I didn't. Good. I didn't. Nobody called the Browns making the playoffs this season except for Browns fans. Um, and with the Ravens, after going, I believe, fifteen and one last year to, to end eleven and five this year, it kind of brought Lamar down to earth a little bit. But he's still an athletic anomaly uh, that can run all over <laughs> you. Like just, just the the feel. Like I called Lamar. I caught the game against the Browns um, this season when he made that fantastic comeback. And then I, I recently caught an, another recent game that we'll talk about um, where he, he did some phenomenal things. And again, I'll get into that a little bit later. But Lamar definitely is a is a athletic phenomenon. Um, and he can throw too. Stop, stop, stop making it seem like all he can do is but run. His, but his, his throwing is... It's, it's not... It's second to his running. Yes. That. I mean, but how far, how much, how much of a gap, though, can... Oh, it's, it's, no, it's, it's quite a gap. In, in my opinion, it's quite a gap. I don't know, because I see, I see that he makes, he makes some throws he makes that some, some quarterbacks in the NFL now can't do. He makes some throws, but he also makes bonehead moves, and he also hesitates. He also, he also makes, like, I was, again, I, I, I'll explain. Not since, not since December. I, I'll explain why I said that, but again, um, <laughs> AFC South, Titans... Colts eleven and five, Texans four and twelve, Jags one and fifteen. Uh, again, the Colts and Titans have been battling it out for the division lead. The Titans end up taking that, uh, and the Texans. We knew what was going to happen there. Deshaun Watson. But since we're on the AFC South, Deshaun Watson. Let me just say this to the Texans organization: You all fucked up so heavily. Y'all fucked up so heavily. You brought in Bill O'Brien. You traded away multiple pieces that you had on the team. Then, including including 
Laramie Tunsil and DeAndre Hopkins. You got back nothing really in return for them. Right when your team was on somewhat of a cusp of actually doing something for for consistent seasons. Mm-hmm. Texas is a racist ass fucking state, and I'll say that forever. Texas is a racist ass fucking state, and to have a black QB representing the state of Texas, the city of Houston, who's been going through quite a quite a bit lately. Um, in the sports world, which we'll again cover a little bit later on in the broadcast, because that's our like our main story. Um, for you all to, and then for you all to like go to your star QB and then ask him what you all should get, how to improve the team. He lets you all know how he feels and what he thinks would improve the team, and then you ignore everything. You do none of it. You say, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Throw it to the back. And go ahead with making the moves you want to make. If I was him, I'd want to get the fuck up out of there, too. I just... I don't want to get hated for this. Say what you got to say. I agree. I agree with a lot you're saying. Like, I agree with the... They, they, they racist. You know what I'm saying? And I agree that they shouldn't... I'm not going to say, okay... I'm the organization like is, is the looking organization, racist. Yeah, the organization should have... Never asked for his input. First of all, we got we got to think of this. NFL is not the NBA. First of all, so me personally, even hearing that they asked him that, blew my mind from the get go. Right. I'm like, why did they even do that? When does that happen in the NFL? But again, that's your that's your only star player. That's your that's, that's your best player. So, like I said, that blew my mind at first. Right. And then, so, I, I get the fact of them asking him and did not taking the advice. That was a bonehead move. That that shows a lot about your organization. But at the same time, like I said in my mind, when the fuck does that happen in the NFL anyway? True. Like, I don't think he should have took that in face value. I don't think he should have automatically just thought that they were going to take his input. Like I said, this is the NFL and you're a black quarterback in this organization. Like, so like I get I get the anger, and yeah, he should want to leave, but more likely he's going to be there. Right. So all I can really say is chop it up and ball your ass off. That's the only thing you really can't do. That's all you can do. Just to see, just I mean, you already balling your ass off now, Mm -hmm. really. So just continue doing what you're doing, man, and don't, because this could spiral into even. This can get even worse. Got you, got you, got you. Um, and then again, the Jags, we knew the Jags wasn't going to do shit. So let's move on to this NFC. See, 15 minutes and we only covered the AFC. That's why I love talking about football. NFC, NFC. So in the NFC trash division, the Washington football team, the team with no name. I want them win. The team with no name, the Washington football team. Won out in, in the NFC trash division. Yeah, they did. Won out. The Giants were in second at six and ten. Almost got there. Almost got there. The Cowboys six and ten. The <laughs> Eagles, Doug Peterson, you dumb son of a bitch. That's why I'm glad you're fired. He should have um, been. He he definitely. I feel like he should have been. Like he shouldn't have been. Like fuck him. He shouldn't have because been. why the fuck? It's way too many. He shouldn't have been. Why the fuck would you take out Jalen Hurts and throw in Carson Wentz at the la- at the at the end of the fucking last game? Why the fuck? That, that was a dumbass fucking decision. 
You at that point, and the reason why I'm saying I feel like you should have been fired is because at that point, my nigga, you lost the morale of your team. Your whole team, your whole team was like, fuck you after that play that after that call that you did. Your whole team said fuck you. Like you basically cost your team. They feel like you cost us the season by doing that dumbass shit. Is by doing that dumbass shit, you basically cost us the fucking season, bro. Did he or did he not just win them a Super Bowl like two years ago? He definitely did. And how many other how many other fucking coaches are there in the NFL that has multiple losing seasons and still got a fucking job? But but again, here's the thing with other coaches, right? Come on, with man. the other coaches, they some of them haven't lost their team. Some of them have. But some of them haven't lost their team. After he made that play, almost every Eagles coach and other coaches around the league, former coaches, were Rex Ryan, Joe Judge, just to name a couple, were saying like, bro, even some of the fucking players were like, yo, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Even though he already said at the beginning of the week before the game that, that, that it was a possibility that he was going to make a certain change when it came to those quarterbacks. I just... I'm just not with everybody on this. Like I said, he just won them a Super Bowl two years ago. He at least deserved a year, maybe a half of a year, to see if he fully lost that team and what he could do. He should not have been just automatically fired because of that one bonehead, air quotes, play. Again, I feel like he lost the morale of his team, and personally, I'm, I am in agreement with it. Like I feel like I felt like when it came to, to Philly, a move needed to be made anyway. I feel like they they've been playing all year like they didn't want to fucking be. They're not gonna be no better next year. Um, I just they, they might not, but ain't no might to it. They're not gonna be any better next year. We'll see. We'll see. NFC West. The Seahawks won out twelve and four. Uh, the Rams ended up ten and six. The Cardinals eight and eight. Eight and eight. Give them time. Man. Uh, give, I, I am. I am. I am. I want them to do much better, but again, give them time. The 49ers, with all their missing pieces, ended up six and ten, which again is still not bad at all. Um, in the NFC North, the Packers went thirteen and three. Uh, the Bears went eight and eight. The Vikings went seven and nine. The Lions, the Lions went five and eleven. I don't know what the fuck just happened right there, uh, but the Bears um, event did sneak into the playoffs. Um, NFC South Saints 12 and 4, Bucks 11 and 5. The Panthers were 5 and 11, and the Falcons, after starting the season like 0 and 5, ended up with like a 4 and 12 record. Uh, again, the NFC, we kind of knew from the jump where certain teams stood. Uh, there was literally like the NFC West, which was only which was the only real division where like things started like kind of getting played around with a little bit, but for the most part. Every other division was pretty much locked up. Like the NFC South, you knew it was between Brady and Breeze. NFC North, you knew the Packers had that motherfucker locked up. Right. Um, and then the NFC East, we knew that shit was trash um, from the jump. And then the NFC West, like I said, that was the only real division that had any type of room to to, to play with. Right. Like, <laughs> that was really the, the only the the only one. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was. Good NFL season though. Good, I can't good, even stunt. Like, good, good, amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. NFL season. Amazing NFL season. Definitely cannot be, you know, cannot be mad at that at all. So this, these are your. Hold on, I'm trying to get the brackets together. 
Uh, so these are your playoff teams. So in the wild card round, uh, you had Buffalo versus Indy. Um, you had LA versus Seattle. You had Tampa versus Washington. You had the Ravens versus the Titans in a rematch from last year's divisional round. You had the Saints versus the Bears. And then you had the Browns versus the Steelers. Mm -hmm. The Packers and the Chiefs both earned a bye by having the number one seed. So. Are we starting off with that first? uh, (laughs) Can I see your face like... (laughs) Go ahead, get it all over with. Throw it out there. Come on. <laughs> so the Buffalo Bills beat the Indianapolis Colts yes. 27 to 24. <laughs> Let me just say this first and foremost, right? Frank Reich. What you did to this team this, this season, I'll give you your credit for it. You got us to the playoffs, an 11 5 record. We could have won the division, but you know what? We had like a top five defense, if I'm not mistaken, like the best defense in the league. I will give you your flowers for the things you did right. The only thing that I will say is why the fuck did you kick the field goals? Why? When you had the chance to do it. You lost this game by one field goal. So literally, if you would have kicked two field goals, we would have won the game by a field goal. That's really all I have to say about that. That's really the, the crux of, of my irritation. So you feel we need a coaching change or something? Oh, no, no, no. I want to give him some time to, to, to learn from this error, to, to learn from this mistake, to, to, to learn from this, this utter disappointment. Because it did not have to be that. You get what I mean? Like, it did not have to... It didn't have to be this. But you know it's one of those things where... But if it would have worked, it would have been the greatest play of the field. You know what I'm saying? So... It just, it's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. So, so you, you can't, can't just be like... I'm not, I just say I, I, just say I was <laughs> mad at him. I just, I just, again, hindsight being 2020, I would have done things differently. I'm just gonna have to just keep saying what I've been saying. We there. Yeah. The Colts. We're are there. There. We just we got we got a couple of things we got to get together. It ain't That's even on. a couple. But we are there. The coach. I don't think the coach. I don't even think the coach. The coach is fine. Like I said, our record, I'm not. I'm again. I'm not ripping. Our record is I'm not ripping. I'm not. Yes, I'm not ripping Frank Wright. What I'm saying is, and I'm saying Wright. By the way, I'm not right. My my action sometimes. I'm not ripping Frank. What I'm saying is, with time and being put in these positions, players don't just get better. Coaches get better. I feel you. So, take this as a learning experience, bro. Take this as a learning experience on... on Because this is what they always say in the playoffs. Take the points. Points in the playoffs... Aren't given. But he was they're, they're, the points. Though. They're taken. But if you have the points there, and again, in this instance, the field goal. <laughs> if you have the points there, take the fucking points. Fuck. Let's move on to this next game before I have a fucking headache. <laughs> the Rams versus the Seahawks. 
Seahawks. Mm-hmm. The Rams beat the Seahawks, y'all. They beat their ass 30 to 20. 10 point difference. Russell Wilson did not look the the best. Pete Carroll's coaching decisions in this game um, were were not the best. They have a, a pretty decent running game, but the ball was pretty much in Russell Wilson's hands for a lot of the game. Um, and going up against this this amazing defense that calls themselves the LA Rams, like this that was I don't think that was the apparently it, in this um, instance was not the 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 best. Here's in I'm you know let's go to the tail of the tape. So Jared Goff, which if I'm not mistaken, he got subbed in like late in the game. Um or he got subbed in like in a game he didn't start. Went nine for 19, 155 yards with a touchdown. Russell Wilson went 11 for 27, 174 yards, two TDs and an interception. Um Akers from LA 131 yards rushing with a touchdown, 28 carries. Um, Carson from Seattle, 16 carries for all, 16 carries for only 77 yards. Um, DK Metcalf caught both both of Russell Wilson's touchdowns. Uh, the Rams started off with a field goal lead after the first, uh, put up 17 more in the second to Seattle's 10. Seattle came back with a field goal of their own, which uh, kept them down by four. Um, and then from there, the, the Rams scored another touchdown on top of um, another field goal. And Seattle only came back with a touchdown of their own. And so because of this, yeah, it was just... It was just that, like, Seattle pretty much from the box score was fighting back the entire, the entire time. Like, the entire time they were fighting back. Um, L.A., like I said, started out with a three-point lead. Then it went to another three-point lead. It went, like, 3-0, 3-3, 6-3. Went up 13-3. Then it was 13-10. <clears throat> is that Russell Wilson on the receiving core, though? But the thing is, he got D.K. Metcalf. He got Tyler Lockett. He, he has receivers over there. He 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 does have receivers over there from yeah again he got uh, more. Then what's met, the problem there? The play calling. It might be the play calling. Like like, really it, it, it might be Carroll. It might be it might be Carroll. It might be Pete Carroll. That's one team I just can't figure out. Like what is y'all problem? Because y'all should be the dominating motherfuckers. Like I don't get it. I guess it is just the coaching, but I don't see how man. He seems. Off, maybe the offensive, the offensive coordinator. Maybe, maybe it's the coordinator and not the coach. Possibly, very much possibly. I feel like it might be. Um, I, I, again, Carol, Carol has had his time. The team believes in Carol, or at least they used to. Man, I mean, how couldn't you? I, I don't see. I don't see anybody playing for that man, not believing in what he what he's talking about. I just don't see it. I can feel it. I can dig it. Next game. Rematch. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm talking about that one next. Brady versus the Washington football team. That boy. (laughs) That boy. (laughs) Chase Young called out Brady from Ohio State. That boy from Ohio State. Which, by the way, we just got our ass whooped by Alabama. We just got our ass whooped by Alabama. Spanked, bro. 
Yeah, y'all got a shower stanking. Y'all got one of them. I'm still in the shower. Mama popped into the back in the bathroom with the belt spanking, bro. She got her ass dog walk for Alabama. Horribly. Come on. Say what you got to say. Nah, I mean, that's all I had to say. I'm, I'm just saying. They beat the shit, boy. Beat the dog shadows. Oh. But Chase Young called out Brady like, I want to hit Brady. He's like, I want to hit Brady. That was his that was his goal in this game. Which was nothing wrong with that. Nothing. This is the NFL. Nothing wrong at all. Go for it, young man. You get me? Go for it, young man. Hell you. Like, if that's what you want to do, hit Brady then. Take his ass down. I don't know why, but I wanted him to beat Brady. Everybody did. Everybody did. And I ain't me hating on Brady because I feel Brady's the GOAT. And the thing and is, he needs this year, man. He needs at the end of the third, at after. the end of the third quarter, they was only down by two. Brady and them just took off. That's all. They was only they, they was literally only down by two. It's just Brady and the Bucks did what the fuck they do. What they're supposed to do. Brady went twenty-two for forty, three hundred and eighty-one yards, two t- two TDs. Like, come on, bro. Leonard Fournette ran for ninety-three yards with a touchdown. Um, Mike Evans caught six receptions, 419 yards. Cameron Brake caught four receptions for 80 yards. Um, Godwin caught five receptions for 80 yards. Antonio Brown caught um, two receptions for 49 yards and a touchdown. Like, they did what the fuck they were supposed to do. They did exactly what the fuck they were supposed to do. So, I'm not even mad at them. And then, when it comes to to Washington, like, um, their QB... Went 26-44 for 306 yards. Like, he almost threw them into the game. Yeah, like, it was it was a good game, you ask me. Like, I ain't even gonna start. I, I enjoyed watching the game. But we knew who was going to win, though. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but my boy Chase Young could not get that sack, though. He could not get that sack, though. He tried. He tried, but he could not. He ended up getting hurt then, like, towards the end, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, he ended up getting hurt. Yeah, he was on the bench. So, but my boy tried. My boy definitely tried. Uh, let's see here. So, after that, though, again, but I think we all kind of, it was 31-23. I think we all kind of figured, though, that Brady was going to win that yeah. game. We, we we weren't really, like, holding our breath like, <gasps> Brady what? Like, no, we, we, we knew what the fuck was about to happen. Right. Um, next up, I'm going to let you start this one off. Ravens versus Titans. Mm. Lamar Jackson versus Derrick I'm not Henry. even going let's talk about the Ravens defensive front okay because where the fuck was Henry <laughs> like for real <laughs> they did their job that yo they did their job last week man. 18 carries for 40 yards bro and that's a monster. That ain't a man. That's a monster. The Ravens did what they really known for. Sorry if y'all hear me crunching, y'all. I'm kind of snacking. Which was handling the running game on the opponent's offensive side. Um, Lamar, first of all, is better than Vic. I'm just saying it now. I'll give you that. Um... He's like Vic 2.0, I guess. And that man can throw the ball. He's a running back with an arm. 
Um, but my biggest take though of the game has to be the defensive front line. Like, if they didn't do their business handling Henry, the Ravens would not be in the next round. And that's the thing. Cause like again, let's let's look at the tell the tape. So after the first quarter, Tennessee was already up 10, 10 to nothing after the first. Um, at the end of the second, going into halftime, the Ravens came back, 10-10. Then, uh, Don't control that possession of the ball, gonna run it. At the end of the third quarter, Ravens went up by a touchdown. Um, the, the Titans kicked a field goal. And then the Ravens kicked the field goal. You know, that was that was pretty much it. Uh, but Lamar, Lamar was out there juking. Lamar was out there juking. When I say he was out there, like, hitting them boys. And then, like, that play he made at the end, that last little run where he just slid and just yeah, kind of just laid on the turf, like, yeah. I, got, I got this win. It's over. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> like, that was that, that was that winning lay down. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay in bounds. Yes, sir. I'm going to stay in bounds. I'm going to let this time run down. Don't give him another shot. Don't let him touch you. Get up. Like, I, I feel him. Feel me? Like, I, I feel, I felt it. I felt it. It was, it was a good game. It was definitely a, a good game. And I'm, I'm happy for Lamar. I'm happy, I'm happy for Lamar. He got his vengeance from last year. Last year, like I said, Derek Henry and the Titans ran all over and through them. So, like I said, the defense stepped up, man. Definitely did. Next up, Saints Bears. We knew what the fuck was going to happen there. Yeah. Breeze, breeze, and they are quarterback away. And Trubisky, Trubisky. Jesus, that's another team that's just a quarterback away. The, but the, the Bears, Bears don't. But the Bears have never had a history of good QBs at all. They at all. They've never had a history of good QBs. But also being in the windy city. When it gets to November, when it gets to December, when it gets to those late season fucking games, you better run the ball. You got to be able to run that fucking ball because your QB, with it being the windy city, and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I know <laughs> how windy that bitch can get. Yeah, like throwing that motherfucker, throwing that bitch, like you better have a strong ass arm to cut through that wind. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. You're going to have to have a strong-ass arm to cut through that motherfucker. Because other than that, you're not going to be able to do shit. Yeah, run that ball. Run that fucking ball. They, it seems like they always got a good enough defense to at least try to keep you in the game. Because that's what they built off of. <laughs> yeah, like, shit. Chicago strong, man. Chicago strong. That's what they built off of. Chicago's always been built off their defense. Which is why... Again, like they like you said, they just it's always the offense that's the question. It's always the offense. And then we come to our final game. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take this one. Browns versus Steelers. <laughs> first of all, I just want to say, first of all, I haven't seen no nothing from these Steelers fans online since the end of that game. Like nothing. I'm I understand why y'all so what's the word I'm looking for? Animate about the Steelers every season. 
Uh, because I mean, terrible towel. They, they golden pretty, black. They pretty much, you know, what I'm saying in the in the in the Super Bowl talks or definitely in the playoffs every year. I get it, but it's funny how y'all. I guess how they say it's a lot of LeBron blind witnesses. It's a lot of Steelers. A lot of Steelers blind witnesses. I just want to say that y'all were not a great team this year. Y'all as it's been shown, was not a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, We said it at the beginning of the podcast. We knew from the beginning of the season that they weren't as good as the record showed. They were glass. You know what I'm saying? They were glass. They were paper thin. So this wasn't surprising. At least for me, it wasn't surprising. It just made me happy to shut up them Steelers fans because they be on it. I feel you. But uh, Chubbs and them are dangerous. And they do exactly what they need to do to help Mayfield. Chubbs and Hunt. Chubbs you know what I'm saying? That's 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 what it is, man. Um, we knew if they got that running game going, at least I knew, if they got the running game going, they were going to win the game. I, I just figured that off that. Not just because of December, how bad it was playing in December, but how they played all season. So let's talk about the game. Did you expect the Browns to go up 28-0 in the first quarter? Did you expect Big Ben to throw that four? Was some, that was luck, though. Big I'm not, Ben I'm to throw four picks in the first quarter? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him the, the – the, nah, I'm not even going to say that was luck. What was luck was the uh, what was the fumble, and then they got into the end zone. That was luck. The other shit, we've been hearing it. We've been hearing it, that um, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, whatever, has not been able to throw the ball down the field. He got lucky on us. Lucky on us, as in the Colts. We got you. Uh, but, yeah, the Browns started off after the first quarter, 28-0. And, and again, it just kind of just went down from there. The Steelers the Steelers tried to make a comeback, but by the the going into the second half, it was 35-10. Um, going into the third quarter, it was 35-23. So, you know, they, they still had a whole quarter of football to play. They still had a fighting chance to go. But the Browns did what they were supposed to do, and the score ended up being 48 30. I was about to say, I know you weren't about to start counting up with the garbage time. That's oh, all yeah. The fuck it was. Yeah, I'm going to say it was literally just, just garbage time at that point. Baker Mayfield threw um, 21 for 34, 263 yards, three TDs. He did what he was supposed to do. Big Ben threw four TDs and four interceptions for 501 yards, which a lot of that was garbage time yeah, yards. Garbage time. Um, yeah. It was just Juju Smith-Schuster showed out, though. 13 receptions, 157 yards for a TD. Like, it was – it was just – it was sad to see. It was sad. It wasn't sad. It was sad to see, in my opinion, because I just felt like, damn. I, now, don't get me wrong. I thought it would be more of a game. When I, I guess That's what it, I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I figured it would be more of a game, but I didn't think that the Steelers was just going to go in there and just – And lay a goose egg like that, like – they shit the bed. Like, that's not, that's like <laughs> bullshit. They shit the bed. Um, but that's basically, that's what happened in the wild card round. And then we're going into the divisional round. And the next time you hear from us, it'll be after the divisional round. Where the six seed Rams will be facing off against the Green Bay Packers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be facing off against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC. So you got... Okay. You got Rodgers, Breeze, and Brady. 
good games. Good games. Good games. Um, and then for the AFC, you got the Ravens um, at Buffalo, and you got the Browns at Kansas City. Again, good games. You got four in the AFC. You got four young, young QBs coming up in a prime. Young. <laughs> and the other, yeah. and the other one. And the other one. You got the old head. You got the old oh, guard. Thing. I didn't even really notice that, but you're right. <laughs> you got the old guard versus the versus the young guard. It is, and that's what it's gonna come down to, yeah. um, unless, unless Jared Goff, who's a member of the Young Guard, yeah. like unless he come out of nowhere, then in the cold with that finger, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. they are in Green Bay. That's the thing, and it's December in Green mm-hmm. Bay, or it's January in Green Bay. Like, damn. I don't know. You know, cold makes shit ache, and I don't know how that throw, how that, how, that, how it's throwing gonna be. So that's damn. iffy. Terrible, terrible. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll be right back here on Talking Sports with Wayne Crony after these messages from our sponsors where we get into some of these NBA bullshit. That's <laughs> good, good way to go. <laughs> we'll be right back with you. All right, we're back here on Talking Sports with Wayne and Crony. We'll get into some of this NBA bullshit. Where do I start? Where do I start? Let me just let's get the big news out the way, man. That's what I'm saying. I have to talk about your man. I have to collect myself. I have to <laughs> think about this. I have to ponder what I'm gonna say. Cause I am hurt. I am bamboozled. Well, we you knew it was happening before the season started, though. So I am flabbergasted. I mean, what did you think was gonna happen? He was just gonna stay there. I am um, flummoxed. I am um, devastated. Um, <sighs> James Harden has been traded. James Harden is no longer a member of my Houston Rockets. No, no, no. James Harden has officially been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And it hurts. <laughs> as you can as you can see by my by my slow pace and and, and my, my 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 voice it it hurts um as a Houston fan to to have the the man that has led your your team for the past nine years, all of a sudden say that he feels as if the team is not good enough to win a championship. As if, as if that to hear him say that he feels as if the relationship with the organization is irreparable. To hear him say that. That basically he's loved playing in Houston, but it's time to go. And it's time to to, to separate. I mean, he did everything else. He's like chasing that ring now. And I felt that the way John Wall's been playing, because he's been going off, and with Boogie Cousins coming along, um, and actually, like, you know, he's been healthy these the first part. I, I, I feel like it this this could have been a a championship team. 
They could have definitely been a championship team. Um, they didn't have any time to really gel. It was the beginning of the fucking season, and James Harden missed training camp too. It was just a lot going on from the very beginning. It was a lot going on from the very fucking beginning. And like Crony said, this was the inevitable outcome that was coming. Um, as a as a fan of the Houston Rockets, I wish that James could have given us more time. Like I feel like I wish he could have let things kind of chill. Um, but yeah, as a, again as a fan of the Houston Rockets, this hurts because I I've been a, I was a fan before James got there. I'm gonna be a fan long after James leaves. Uh, so yeah, it's just, but to, to have him come to the team and the way he's been balling out for the past nine years, just, I don't know. Like I said, it hurts. Uh, it hurts. This is the exact details of the deal. And then I'll go ahead and let Mr. Cronin, you know, uh, take over from here. Um, the Rockets, we did end up getting Victor Oladipo, um, Dante Exum and a man who I don't want to put his name. So I'm not even going to say it. But we got three players, four unprotected first-round picks, and four unprotected first-round swaps. So basically, whoever ends up with the best record gets the best pick, um, or whoever ends up with the worst record gets the best pick type shit. Um, the Nets got James Harden. The Pacers got Karis LeVert and a second-round pick from Houston. And the Cavaliers got Jared Allen and Tarian Prince. So... To have not a, a, a big three, but like a mini three of Wall, Oladipo, and Cousins. And the reason why I wouldn't say necessarily big three is because when you think of big three, you think of the three of them together will win a championship. And the reason why I'm saying that is think of the history of the big threes. You had Parrish, Bird, and Mikhail. Big three. Won championships. You had Worthy, Jabbar and Magic Johnson. Big three, one chips. Pippen, Rodman, Jordan. Big three, one chips. Ginobili, Duncan, and Parker. Big three, one chips. Allen, Garnett, Pierce. Big three, one a chip. Kobe, Bynum, Gasol. Big three, one chip. Bosh, Wade, James. Big three. Draymond, Clay, Steph. LeBron, Love, Irving. <laughs> Do I have to keep yeah, fucking you going? You don't have to. <laughs> you you get what you get what the fuck I'm saying? Right, I get you. I'm right there with you. If you put together some sort of big and, and now fucking Harden, Durant, and fucking Kyrie Irving. Yeah, if, but the. Uh, if you put together a big three, you put together three big stars that you will put together and you feel like can win a championship. And that's why I'm saying with the Houston Rockets putting together Oladipo, Wallen, and Cousins, that's a playoff team. If Cousins I feel like, can but, stay healthy, they... You think so? I mean, if Cousins can stay healthy... If Oladipo can, can get back to form... I mean, well, he, he getting there. Regard, he was getting there. Like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I see Wall being fine. But I think it's all on cousins because they got a squad. I, we do. We definitely it's do. all on cousins, bro. If cousins can stay healthy for a full season and contribute at least fifteen and fifteen, 
Even even give me fifteen and twelve. Even, even give me fifteen and twelve. That was even even if you give me that, like you you doing something right. Boom, like boom. they got they at least be in first round, maybe can make it to the second. Got you, got you, got you. But you know what I'm saying. But how do you how do you feel about the about the trade? How do you feel about the the moves that have been made? How do you feel about again as a Pacers fan as well? How do you feel like about about getting Karis Levert, losing Oladipo? I'm tired of losing our star players, but I I, call, I mean I've been calling it. We do it all the time. Football, basketball, NBA, NFL. The same. It's Indianapolis. They do it everywhere, all the time. Um, so I, I, I expected it anyway. So, but it still pisses me off because I'm just tired of it. But you know, all people wanted to leave anyway. I guess so. I mean, it is what it is. The pickups are good and all. I'm just. Some people are calling Karis the bird a bigger, stronger Old Depot. I can understand why. It's just that I've grown to love Oladipo. I even listen to his music. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um, the biggest thing for me is just the Nets. I mean, yeah, they got better with Harden. I get that. But you don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie, first of all. Where the fuck is the defense going to come from, second of all? I mean, the only person I really see out there that's going to be Every night there for them defensively is Kevin Durant. KD. <laughs> That's it. They coaching staff don't even have defensive minds. Like I I don't see it working, but it's championship or bust. That's a, that's what that's what they put up there. And then and then also with though you with that though you have the Kyrie Irving issue. Because Kyrie has missed the past four or five games. It's been five. And it's been a week. It's been for what he claims as personal reasons. But you know what they are, though. He said it because of what happened the other day. Yeah. You shouldn't be missing games for that, bro. And he's taking a political stance like, um,. No, like I, I, I feel like there's other ways I could like buy my time. There's other ways, other things I could do that I need to be doing right now, other than playing the game of basketball, which I 100% get. I 100% understand if you feel like your energy needs to be pushed more towards the social justice aspect of things, then by all means, my guy, do that. Then you shouldn't get no check. But forfeit that fucking check. Yeah, bro. bro. That's the first thing. If I was that owner, that was the first thing I'd be saying. And if Kyrie don't show up, his contract is voidable. Like, right, if, you, uh, yeah. if you if he abandons the team, they could void your contract, bro. But here's also the thing: they were saying that like Kevin Durant pretty much went to went there for you, like. But they got James now. They don't really. That's the insurance policy right there. There you go. That's, That's why they hurried up and did that shit. So if they void your contract. They still got KD and James Harden. They being smart about it. They, they the, the Nets are trying to play. Are playing us as smart as as they possibly you know can. It's yeah, just, they weren't gonna do it with, the, with what they had and just KD. I don't see that happening at all. So yeah, I get it. It was just you know it's just one of those. It's just one of those. Um, the so, Lakers are still the favorites, by the way. Definitely, definitely still, um, still the the favorite. Something else I want to talk about. Clippers are scary though. Yeah, Clippers are stunned. Something else I do want to talk about though, real quick. George Hill's recent comments, um, as far as the NBA's COVID protocols goes, 
Um, I do want to talk about that just very, just, just, just very briefly. So basically, George Hill, um, in response to the NBA protocols, like basically he, they've been telling the players, like, look, y'all said y'all didn't want to go back to a bubble. Fine. We let y'all stay at home and play y'all home games. What we're asking for you all during this fucking season is to go home after the games. Don't go do shit else. Go home after the games. You could get food brought to you. Right. You can get groceries brought to you. You can get the amenities you need and shit brought to you. Take your ass home. Be safe. Not just for you, but for the referees, the announcers, the scorekeepers, the other fucking players. The towel boys. You get what I mean? I get that. And George Hill talking about, I'm a grown ass man and I'm going to do what I want to do. That's the dumbest shit I've fucking heard. If you want to be a grown-ass man, just like we fucking said about Kyrie Irving, give up your fucking check and go home, man, bro. For real. If you, if you don't want to be safe and you don't want to follow COVID protocols, go the fuck home. Yeah. Be you free. Endangering everybody else. That's what make me say about the world period. Like, do we just not have a conscience anymore? Like... How would that make you feel if you come to work and somebody gets sick and you know it's probably you and they die or or they, they get really sick or worse die? Like, come on, man. Like, you look what happened with fucking Rudy Gobert when this shit first broke out. He was touching on mics and shit because everybody thought this shit was a fucking game. And then what happened? He got COVID and then and then damn near spread it to a couple of his fucking teammates. Right. Like, Ain't that where he, George, where is George Hill at? George Hill. I don't even remember. Uh, where's OKC? Mm, is he in OKC? I think so. I think so. I think he might be in OKC. I think he might be in OKC. Uh, but yeah, bro, like that shit. That shit's just fucking suspend foolish. his ass. I I'm sorry. Suspend his ass. That's fucking foolish. Like motherfuckers during the bubble no was, was flying to like fucking Atlanta and shit to get chicken wings and look at fucking strippers and shit like that. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Talking sports with Wayne Crony, I know that we're like minute on the scale of this whole fucking thing, but just to kind of just put this to somewhat of a relevance for our listeners, we almost shut down because of COVID. Like, this podcast almost was shut down for a full year for because of fucking COVID. Yeah, I know first because I wasn't even coming out the house. Yeah, he wasn't coming out the house. We didn't know what the fuck we was going to do. There weren't really any sports to talk about. We didn't have no topics or nothing to really, you know... To, to bring to you all, um, and that and the world stopped. The world, much. the world fucking stopped, bro. And we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We didn't know where the fuck we were going. We didn't know what the fuck was about to happen. Man, we still don't. We still don't, <laughs> especially with all this civil unrest that's been going on. Which is again one of the reasons why fucking Kyrie Irving has been missing because. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to do his part with everything that's been fucking. You know, I just I don't you know we don't like you said we don't talk about this on here, but I've been saying that it seems like all this shit is a push to martial law, and it just seems like just getting closer and closer to that shit. Slowly but surely, slowly but fucking surely. Like, dude, we really don't get that political on this podcast. We don't. If y'all really want to catch politics, then that's when y'all will listen to like the Ways World podcast or maybe even the Drunk Cast, but. But we, but again, po- politics is kind of hitting everywhere, though. <laughs> it's kind of hitting everywhere. Like it's it's, it's an unavoidable, uh, unavoidable topic. Right. But yeah, yeah. Just if you 
don't like the way things have been going and you don't like the protocols or you being told that you have that 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 we would prefer and you know we're asking you to go the fuck home after these games and don't go do shit else and don't go visit other people and shit like that if you don't want to follow these protocols and you want to put yourself at risk and you want to, you don't really give a fuck about putting other people at risk and shit like that Go the fuck home. I thought they had the tracker things on them, though. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm I could have sworn they had some kind of thing on them or something. But that's what I'm saying, though. It, that might be part of it, too. But still, though, like, bro, go the fuck home. Because at this point, it's getting selfish. Like, it sounded fucking... Really it, it sounded fucking selfish. Like, y'all make millions of dollars a year. I'm not, I saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Suspend them without pay. You're not getting no money. You start spending that money that you got saved up. Let's see how you feel then. I'm not saying basketball is not a hard. It's not a hard sport. Basketball is a is a is a sport that will wear your body the fuck down. It is a, a hard sport to play for 82 games a fucking year. But that's all it really is, y'all. It's just like fucking football. Y'all are grown ass men. Getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. That's what that's really what the fuck it is. You're grown men getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Take it serious. Take it serious. If you feel like the COVID protocols and you feel like the things that they're asking you to do in order to keep everybody else safe is too much. Put the ball up. Go home. Go to go to go to fuck home. It's that simple. Uh, but we want to thank you all so much for listening to another fantastic episode of Talking Sports with Wade and Crony. Um, we covered quite a bit. We did the NFL talk that we normally do every fucking week. It's going to be coming to an end. Make sure y'all uh, catch the games because it's going to be exciting. It's going to, it's going to definitely be be exciting. Um, the XFL should be coming around pretty soon too. So looking forward to that. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening to us. Have you all a have yourselves a good day or night, depending on where you're listening to. Make sure you all stay safe and peace out. Doses. <laughs>